Welcome back to Co-Create Oneness. Namaste, everyone. And to all my friends around the world, thank you so much for coming back here every single week to listen, learn, and evolve. This is a no-fluff, straight-to-the-point podcast with a very clear intention. Co-Create Oneness is designed to help you reprogram your subconscious mind to align what you think, say, and do with the God-given power inside of you. The same power inside of us all. My name is Dan Wilkes, and I am committed to helping you revitalize your mind, body, and spirit, improve your mental, physical, and spiritual health, and increase your emotional intelligence so that you, my dear listener, can begin to co-create oneness in all areas of your life and become the best you possible. The best me for the best you for a better earth. Sound like a plan? Let's get you believing in you. In today's episode, I'm going to dive deep into the programming that takes place from making poor decisions. Now, before I do that, I've decided to do something unique and special. You see, if you've been listening to the podcast long enough, you know that someone spoke the right words to change my life. Meaning over the course of the past two years, I've programmed my mind with the right ideas, ideas of other successful people. Dr. Joe Dispenza is one of those people. So before I dive into what I have to say today, I want to speak to you, my listener, the same exact words that snapped me out of a 15-year drug addiction. These words that Dr. Joe said in this video, they put me on the path to reprogramming my mind. So what I'm about to speak is verbatim Dr. Joe Dispenza's video that changed my life. In other words, I have a headphone in my right ear, and as Dr. Joe speaks it, I am relaying the message directly to you, the same exact message that changed my life. After you learn the science behind what I preach, I'll dive into the rest of the episode. So, here we go. How many people actually believe in the idea that the way you think has some effect on your life? So then, how many people actually woke up this morning and consciously created a future? You know, the biggest reason why people don't do it is because they don't really believe that it's true. You see, if you believed on a gut level that it was absolutely true, would you ever miss a day? And would you ever let any thought slip by your awareness that you didn't want to be true? So your brain, according to neuroscience, is organized to reflect everything you know in your life. Your brain is a record of your environment, a record, an artifact of your past. So if you believe this then, does your environment control your thinking or does your thinking control your environment? 
So if you wake up in the morning and you get out of bed on the same side you did before, you shut the alarm clock off with the same finger, you slip into your favorite slippers, you shuffle into the bathroom and use the toilet like you always do, then you walk over to the mirror and you look at yourself to remember who you are, then you get into the shower and you wash yourself in the same routine way, then you groom yourself to look like everyone expects you to look, then you go downstairs and drink your coffee out of your favorite mug, then you drive to work the same way you did before, you see the same people that push the same emotional buttons, and you do the exact same things that you've memorized to do so well that you're an expert at. And then you hurry up and rush home, and you hurry up and rush and check your emails so that you can hurry up and go to bed so that you can hurry up and do it all over again. Now here's my question. Did your brain change at all that day? We could say that you were thinking the same thoughts, performing the same actions, that create the same experiences, that produce the same emotions, but secretly expecting something in your life to change. So then as the environment turns on different circuits in your brain, you begin to think equal to your environment. As you see the same people and do the same things at the same time, it's the external environment that's turning on different circuits in your brain, causing you to think equal to everything that you know. And as long as you think equal to everything that's familiar and known to you, what do you keep creating? The same life. You're just thinking equal to everything that you know. You're creating more of the same. Then to truly change is to think greater than your environment. Every leader in history, every great leader, they knew this. Whether it was William Wallace, Mahatma Gandhi, or Martin Luther King, Queen Elizabeth I, or Joan of Arc, they all had a vision, an idea. They couldn't see it or feel it. They couldn't taste it or smell it, but it was alive inside their mind. It was so alive inside their mind that they began to live as if that reality was already real now. So can you believe in a future that you can't see or experience with your senses yet? You've thought about it enough in your mind that your brain is literally changed to think like the event has already happened. Neuroscience says that that is possible. Now, your personality creates your personal reality. That's it. It's that simple. Your personality is made up of how you think, how you act, and how you feel. So then the present personality sitting here today, you, has created the present personal reality called your life. So then would you agree then, if you want to create a new personal reality, then you would have to change your personality, your thoughts, your actions, and the emotions that you've memorized that's become part of your identity. That's what you have to change. But most people try to create a new personal reality as the same personality, and it never works. We have to become someone else. As you keep thinking the same thoughts and performing the same actions and living by the same emotions that create the same experiences, neuroscience says that brain cells that fire together wire together. 
So if you keep repeating the same sets of mind and body, your brain begins to fire in the same combinations, the same frequency, the same sequences. And when you make your brain work a certain way, that's called mind. Mind is the brain in action. So as you remind yourself who you are every day, you're causing your brain to fire in the same ways, in the same patterns. And as they do this over time, the brain moves into a very finite signature, and that's called your personality. Now, this is the most commonly wired neurological programs that run redundantly because we keep doing the same things and saying the same things. So then to change your mind, it's to make the brain work in new combinations differently, in new sequences, in new patterns. And the one thing that allows us to do that is knowledge, information. Because every time you learn something new, you make new connections in your brain. Learning is forging new connections. Memory, remembering, is maintaining and sustaining those connections. So every time you have a thought, you make a chemical. If you have a great thought, an unlimited thought, a joyful thought, you turn on a set of circuits in your brain that fires in a very sequenced pattern, a very familiar pattern that produces a level of mind that turns on another part of the brain that produces a chemical so that you can begin to feel the way that you just thought. Now, if you have a negative thought or a self-depreciating thought, you turn on different sets of circuits a different combination, a different pattern that produces a different level of mind, a different emotional chemical. It signals the body for you to begin to feel exactly how you were just feeling, negative, unhappy, unworthy, doubtful. So the moment you begin to feel the way that you think, because the brain is in constant communication with the body, you begin to think how you feel that produces more chemicals and then you think how you feel and you feel how you think and then you think how you feel and feel how you think. And, and some people do this for 20 to 30 to 40 years. The redundancy of that cycle over time creates what Dr. Joe Dispenza calls a state of being. A state of being is when your mind and body are working together and they're aligned to a certain concept. So thoughts are the language of the brain and feeling is the language of the body. And as you get caught in this cycle of thinking and feeling, over time, you condition your body to memorize your emotions better than your conscious mind. And when your body knows as well as your mind, that's called a habit. My friends, a habit is when the body is the mind. 95% of what you are by the time you are 35 years old is a set of memorized behaviors, a set of emotional reactions, perceptions, beliefs, and attitudes that run just like a computer program. So 5% of your conscious mind begins to work against 95% of your subconscious mind. So the person that wants to think positively, but they're feeling negatively, they want to create their dream board, you know, put up their future life, but they feel unworthy. That's mind and body in opposition. We have to recondition the body to a new mind. So how many people know someone who's memorized suffering? And you say to that person, hey, did you read the book I gave you? What do they say? No, 
hey, listen, we're going to go out tonight. We're going to go see some stand-up comedy. We're going to go for a walk along the water. No. What do they say? I'm insisting on this neurochemical order. No experience, no person, no thing can change it. And we have these three brains to allow us to move into a new state of being. The quantum field, the universal mind, whatever you want to call it, it responds to your state of being. Not what you're thinking, not what you're feeling, but the combination of how you are thinking and feeling. It's called a state of being. Most people wait for what? Crisis, trauma, disease, loss, diagnosis. People wait for these things before they really want to change. To where the ego's brought to such a low level, they can't, they can't go on with business as usual. Can't go on looking and believing this way or it's going gonna, it's gonna to get worse. Dr. Joe's message is why wait? This tends to be a very human model to, to wait on change to happen in order to feel it. But why not feel it in order to have it? Feeling, my friends, is the secret. I hope that Dr. Joe's way of explaining it has given you some insight to how you can change your life. Now, continuing on with the way poor decisions program you negatively. I'm going to show you how saying yes to the wrong things and saying no to the right things can program you for success or failure. You see, my friends, neuroplasticity is a real thing. As you just heard from Dr. Joe Dispenza, it is something that is building and decaying inside the structure of your mind at all times. Strengthening its circuits over here and diminishing over in this area, improving in emotional intelligence, weakening in self-control. The scariest part is the main driver of this part of you is unconscious, automatic, and programmed for failure. Not only that, but the main developer of the program, my friend, is you. That's right, I said it. The main programmer of this unconscious mind is you. Your subconscious, it never shuts off. It's always listening, looking, absorbing the things you think, say, and do. So what you agree with consciously, in other words, what you admit with your mouth, what you think most often, these things characterize your belief. Belief precedes reality. Think about it. How many times throughout the day do you beat yourself up? How many times throughout the day do you call yourself names? Do you blow small losses out of proportion and make little mishaps seem like giant failures? How do you perceive the world? How you perceive the world, this programs your subconscious. So it's like this. You yell at your kid for no reason and you make them cry. This induces guilt. It makes you feel bad. And then your thought leads to a verbal conclusion. I'm a bad parent. That is the trap, my friend. That's the program. The program is that you have just unconsciously performed a habit 
i.e. yelling at your kid. It hurts your kid's feelings, and you reinforce this behavior by judging it and then judging yourself. You communicated to the unconscious self that this behavior is the behavior of a bad parent, and I perform this behavior, so therefore I am a bad parent. Maybe you're not a father or a mother yet. Maybe you aren't a parent, and so you can't really relate to this scenario. Let's apply it to something else in your life. Let's say you want to lose weight, but your family doesn't respect your decisions. Therefore, your pantry is full of sugary treats and fatty snacks, right? It doesn't take much effort for you to see your favorite treat, and that triggers the familiar response and reward that becomes your decision to betray your diet. This, my friend, becomes the program. Every time you betray your diet, you think and say negative things. That is the most powerful form of programming. You slip up, eat the jelly donut, and then call yourself a fat ass because after all, you did just give in on your diet. You gave up. But your environment yields no possibility of not eating the donut. You surround yourself by cues that support the old program. What you agree with in consciousness, and especially what you agree with repeatedly, this becomes the unconscious self. So if you're failing at following a diet or stopping smoking, the program is that you are wanting to do something and then agreeing to betray your desire. Your subconscious mind only accepts what you agree with repeatedly. Agreeance and repetition. That's how it learns new programs. You know, Neville Goddard says in one of his books, um, he says, the intellect and your five senses is in a constant war with the imagination. This is why faith is described as the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. So ask yourself, what things do I do that I then reinforce with negative justification? Because by your words, you are justified. By your words, you are condemned. So what words are you using to condemn yourself? So I can imagine you're sitting there, wherever you're listening, and this is clicking with you. You can see where your past unconscious behaviors have led you to justify them negatively. Statements like, I'm so stupid, I'm a horrible father, I'll never lose weight, I can't afford that, I don't deserve this job, this job would never hire me because I don't have the skill set. I know you're vibing with the message and that's why you're still glued to your headphones, right? Because now you're asking, but Dan, how do I change this? It's simple, my friend. Your word is your wand. Let me ask you, when you write words out, what is the action that you are performing? Like, if I ask you to write out the letters of a specific word, what is the task I am asking you to complete? Spelling, right? Hmm. Hmm. Elementary, my dear Watson. Say, so you're saying when you write words out, you're spelling like a spell, like a magic spell? Wow. Yes, my friend, did you know that everyone's favorite spell, abracadabra, it literally means I create what I speak. The things you say are magic, and here's why. Because your subconscious mind is always listening. What you say 
becomes what you do. It isn't always instant. Remember the scenario I gave you at the beginning of the episode, you yell at your kid and you hurt your fi- you hurt their feelings. First off, that behavior is the automatic program, not you. So you say, well, how do I change the behavior? Remember your immediate reaction after you yell at your kid is the thought or statement, I'm a bad parent. So your magic wand, your word, has just reinforced the negative thought for in the future. Get it? Because now you agree that you yelled at your kid and thus you're a bad parent. So then to go to war with that, to change that, to create a new program, this is what an affirmation is for. To trick your intellect into believing what you want, not what you don't want. To change the program, you have to stop using your words against you. You know, most people would try and blame negative programming on television and negative music and hanging out with the wrong crowd. All these things are a huge part of programming occurring in your life right now, but it's still not the major programmer. You know what is? You. You are the major programmer. The Bible says to be the watchman over the gate. The gate is the door to the subconscious mind, the gate of your golden city, the realm of perfect ideas. Perfect ideas are the things that you hold as true. To be the watchman over your gate, you must guard your mind and tongue. Only think optimistically. Stare problems in the face and discover solutions. So to put this powerful lesson into practice, a person trapped in the bad father-mother paradigm, you might want to wait for another moment to arise, and the moment would obviously be perceived as a failure. But, you know, you're going to yell. It's going to happen after you yell at your kids, right? But to a good watchman over the gate, words would follow as so. Once you yell and you notice that I just yelled at my kid and that's what I'm trying to change, you would say, I notice this bad quality of character in myself and I accept that it must change. I cannot show love out of hate. I choose to change this behavior in me. I forgive myself so that my child will forgive me as well. You know, sometimes words aren't enough. They just aren't. Sometimes it takes words to lead to immediate action. Say, for instance, you are in the scenario of living with a house full of people that don't respect your diet. Remember, everywhere you look, you see ways to cheat your diet, temptations and triggers laying about everywhere. So how do you solve this? Well, plan your meals. Instead of using words in this scenario, you would use action. You would plan your meals, prep them, store them in the exact spots you know where to look so that you don't have to search a refrigerator for what you want to eat. You know exactly what you're going to eat. Or how about you keep all of your snacks in your room? This way you don't have to search for your snacks in the family pantry where all of your triggers for cheating your diet await. You know, sometimes it takes action first. And then the reinforcement of the word later, like attaboy, good job. For instance, if you yell at your kid and then reinforce that behavior with I'm a bad parent, your subconscious mind says, yeah, no shit, for real, I believe you. (laughs) You know, you have to become the voice that calls yourself out on all the shit you do 
instead of beating yourself up, just call yourself out. Look, man, this is what we do now. This is how we do not act. This is what I value. This is what I'm going to do in the future. Understand that it is the unconscious part of yourself, whatever it is, it's part of the program. So the only thing you have to do to change it is to notice it and call it out. Most of your programs, they're things that you've done so much, so often, you don't have to think about it anymore. But now, now that you've cultivated enough awareness to desire change, your words are what's going to help you to change. Let me give you the science behind the process. Words, my friends, are chosen thoughts. If you speak it, if you write it, you choose it. If you, if you read it back and agree with it, if you combine emotion with it, you are programming yourself. This is why. Thought is an electrically charged energy, positive or negative. Thought carries an electrical charge in the brain. This electrical charge creates a chemical feeling in your body. As you heard me reference in Dr. Joe's speech, electrical charges create chemical feelings. That feeling is called an emotion. Jesus says in the Gospel of Thomas, line 48, If the two make peace in this one house, then you can say to the mountain, move away, and it will move away. The two referenced here are thought and emotion, thinking and feeling. When what you think and say aligns with how you feel inside, this is the magic that moves mountains. When how you react to life, when your emotional responses match what you say is true about yourself, when the masculine and feminine, when imagination and intellect, when thinking and feeling, when they make peace in this one house, this temple, this body, when the heart and mind make peace, then you can say to the mountain, move away, and the mountains in your life will dissolve away. Feeling, then, is the secret. How you feel determines your course of action. Well, that's what I have for today's episode. If you love this episode, please do me a huge favor and share this with at least three friends that you know would benefit from learning this wisdom and applying it to their life. Don't forget to follow me on TikTok at co-create oneness. I go live every day, morning and evening at six on the West Coast, seven in the mountains, eight in the middle and nine on the East Coast. If you're listening from another part of the world, please find out what time that is for you. And until next time, I'm going to leave you the same way I do every episode by reminding you that you are full of amazing, unlimited potential and you have gifts that this world is waiting to benefit from. Make it your mission to spread love and light into someone else's life, whether it be a smile, a warm gesture, a compliment. I love you. You're amazing. And I hope that you have an equally amazing day. Peace out. So